All right, all right, let's get into this. Ooh, I was so happy to finally get to sit down with this film. Now, when the first A Quiet Place came out, I was, my mind was blown. Never have I sat in a theater and let there be so much silence. Let There was so, it was so quiet and it was such, you know, a, a quiet place, right? Yeah, so... The first film, it just, it, it it's a tremendous undertaking that um, John Krasinski was able to bring to life in what this film gives you. And most of the time, I don't, I know there's a lot of people that they live with subtitles. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to say that it's on for everything I watch. It's mostly on for, say, Jackie Chan films that are from the 70s and 80s or any other uh, uh, Chinese or Japanese karate films that I watched from way back then, or any other films that are foreign that I watch, or any um, films that I don't understand what somebody's saying, most of the time that's when the subtitles are on. So it's really interesting to see the subtitles in this fashion, because the the, the betrayal of uh, the the needing to be silent because the the alien creatures work off of sound but it so happens to follow a, a family that knows sign language because one of the daughters uh one of the children being his daughter is deaf so they all know sign language so it's even easier for them to keep silent you know it's just it, it's it's very it's very well written and just watching them go through these things and having to kind of like follow along with them and there's almost no like i tell you like the script must have just been so outstanding to read from front to back. But when thinking about the idea that, oh, yeah, here, these are lines, these are the lines, this is what they say, this is what they say. But then you have to realize, holy shit, wait, nobody's talking. Like, nobody talks for this film. I think the first film was an hour and a half, and this talking for maybe five minutes, maybe. And that is a tremendous feat and a tremendous portrayal from from these from these characters from this film from the story and we all knew there was going to be a sequel and we finally got it it was supposed to come out last year i think it only came out in new york and now it just had a worldwide release um about a month ago finally got to see it and it's just so good what they did with the sequel because you sit there and you think what could possibly what what could possibly be the next step and I'm going to throw some spoilers in there because I'm sure people have seen it by now as well. I've seen the first one. As we all know, there is a weakness to these creatures, these aliens that come out of nowhere. Their weakness is this high pitched sound that's admitted from like reverb or like feedback when, you know, like say if you brought a cell phone really close to a guitar amp that like that eh, that it makes. Yeah. The deaf daughter's earpiece apparently causes that feedback without needing to do much. And if you put it up against, like, a megaphone, it blares that sound out and really, like, like hurts the aliens. It's one of the only weaknesses you know at that point in time by the end of the film. So here's the thing. You're talking about unstoppable creatures for an entire film of nothing but silence, and you don't learn the weakness until the end. So I knew a sequel was coming just because we were like, okay, now we know what kills them. But I wasn't expecting it to be this 
still this struggle, which again, it would make sense because the struggle is what's important. The, the idea that now the family is alone because the character of the father played by, uh, John Krasinski, he dies, he dies saving his children. So they now have to leave their area because it's no longer safe and they have to travel to where they hope, um, another person who, another group who is alive, um, is holding up. They find him, they do a flashback error when it comes to uh, what happened in day one, which is great. It doesn't take up a good portion of the film, but it does set a foundation to like, okay, this is what it was like on that first day. And this is how it was for them in their town, in their area when that did happen. So they meet another person during the flashback. You learn that this other person was the father's best friend or like the best friend of the family. So you meet him, he's like, you know, my family didn't make it, and I'm sitting here by myself, I can't watch you, I can't take care of you, there's no food, there's no water, and they, they're just like, let us stay the night or whatever. The daughter realizes that there is a, uh, like a radio tower that's emitting a, like a signal of some kind. And she believes that if she gets to that radio tower and does this thing with the earpiece, to the radio station, that radio station will now blast out to every radio in the area and they'll be able to fight them, you know, on a large scale basis. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find the radio tower and I'm going to save the world. She goes out, the mother finds out, asks the dude, oh, could you please go after my daughter, bring her back? Dude's like, why would I do that? And then he just winds up doing it. So... He meets up with her, they run into some, like, marauders, and the marauders basically almost kidnap her, when the guy's like, okay, I'm gonna save the day now. I was a grumpy fuck for an hour ago, but now I'm gonna save the day. And so, he saves the day, they get on the boat, and they go to where the radio is. The radio's on an island, uh, out in the middle of, um, the little gulf that they're in. I forget what location... I forget where the location is of where this takes place, or at least the story takes place, because it's basically worldwide, but the story takes place in one particular uh, area that happens to have an island very, very, very close, but offshore enough where there is a distance between them. And now they also learn, doing this thing at the docks, that the aliens can't swim. They don't like water. So it's like, okay, so now we know two things that they can't do. So yeah, everybody get on boats and go out. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a a third part that will go further deeper into what it was like discovering that stuff. But, so now we know they have two weaknesses. So they're like, okay, we're safe. Let's get to this island. Hopefully there's none of them on the island. They get there and people are living happily. They have barbecues. They're dancing. And these two are like, motherfuckers, like, we've been struggling and like trying to survive and being quiet and you you guys are doing like the merengue and shit and like he looks pissed off for a second but then he calms down and he realizes like okay we made it we can do what the what the little girl wants to do the little girl's plan worked he's like i'm sorry i didn't believe you blah 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 and so there it, it ends off with the idea that she finally gets to do it but there's a little plot hole there because it's like they have to they have to figure out a better way for that to work there has to be there has to be a better way of portraying that idea of the reverb from this device is what hurts them. So you have to find a different way to do that on a large scale basis because the plot hole is this earpiece is gonna die soon. Like it's gonna run out of battery. So 
you're going to want to try to do more or do something else in some way, shape, or form. So it's nice to see that we're discovering more about the aliens through this film. And it's also just as short. I think it's only an hour and a half, too. And what I like is about it being called Part 2 is that technically if you wanted, and I don't, I wouldn't mind if they did this, put the two films together Edit it to to an extent where it looks right, edited together, and I'll watch a three-hour feature, feature of this story. Like, everything happens so quick, an hour and a half feels like two hours, almost four hours, I would even say. Like, it's so much happens in such a short period of time, and it's done super, super well for somebody who doesn't have many directing things under his belt. You know, John Krasinski, we know him for many things from, like, you know, The Office is obviously a big thing for a lot of people. Uh, I was never really an Office fan. I know, don't shame me now, but I do like this actor. Like, I've seen him in um, the, uh, the 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 Benghazi film, 147 Hours, Soldier, the, the, the Soldier Fights from Benghazi or whatever. He was great in that film. Uh, I watched a little bit of uh, the, the, the show that he had on Amazon Prime. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But then you have his directorial stuff, which is these two films. And they're fantastic. He's got a great directing style. And I would like him to do more or even do something else that's outside of horror. Unless a horror is what he wants to do. Like, these films are just so well written, so well done. And the the fact that these the these things are done in such a short period of time. I know that they had... Uh, a specialty release of, like, um, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. They put Volume 1 and Volume 2 together, reordered it so it's actually in the order where everything is supposed to happen, so it's one cohesive film and not just, like, a Quentin Tarantino-style film where the begin the beginning happens in the middle, the ending happens at the beginning, and the middle happens at the end. Like, it's not... They take it out of that, but it becomes an almost four-hour experience, which is fine, you know? I sat through Schneider's Cut Justice League. That didn't feel like four hours. Kill Bill doesn't feel like four hours when you watch those back-to-back. And I guarantee you, putting these two films together to make one cohesive film that's three hours long would be a tremendous way to watch this style, of this story, or these films. I just, I think the sequel is phenomenal. I don't know if it's anything better than the first one. I just think the two together are really, really good films, and I hope there's a third part in the works. I I hope um, John Krasinski does more. I hope he wants to do more of this story, and the fact that it's part and not, like, chapter, or... the concept of using those languages, like when you have like the 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 revamped It films that came out a couple of years ago, it was It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2, which means there could be the opportunity of a Chapter 3. When you just label it as in 2, like Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th has parts because the story continues. So when you say part or chapter, you lead open to more. When you just say 2, like John Wick... Chapter 2, I believe it's actually called. I don't think it's just called John Wick 2. Because if it is just called John Wick 2, I'm pretty sure the third one is called John Wick Chapter 3. Whatever the name that they gave it that one is. But when you just give a sequel a number, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more than that number. I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head, and I can't come up with it. Because everything usually has part or chapter, not just two. That's more than one film, or even franchise-wise. Maybe Friday the 13th, or even Halloween. 
they don't have like parts or chapters. Just as three, like Halloween two, Halloween three, and it'll be called something. But that's the thing. Just because you get a sequel doesn't normally mean you get more than just what the sequel gave you. But I feel like when you normally get something that says chapter or part, that usually leaves an opening because there is more to the story. These endings aren't definite, you know, especially when it comes to certain films that have definite endings. Like almost every Jason film has a definite ending, but there's still another part. These, both of these films have ended in some way, shape, or form that left openings for more of these films, for more of the story. So I hope he's writing more. I hope that we get another part to this film. And I hope it's as good as these two, because I wouldn't know what to do if they flopped. Like, these are both great films. If you haven't seen the first Quiet Place, you should totally watch that, then watch the sequel. If you haven't seen the sequel yet and you loved the first one, trust me, the sequel is amazing. It's just as good, if not better, than the first one. 